wouldn't say I'm gullible. I'm trusting. And then if you prove me wrong, I'll probably still be gullible. But, I thought I, you were saying if you prove me wrong, I will hire an assassin or something. Yeah. Like stab you. <laughs> oh, hey, <laughs> welcome to Off the Fence as my wife talks about stabbing someone. <laughs> With all the love. Hey, today, uh, let's talk about Christian maturity. 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 Did you, do you say, are you mature? Are you mature? Mature. Because I, I know different people say it different ways. I think growing up in Kansas, we solidly are known as the most boring like dialect okay. in the nation. When I was in school, I was thinking about becoming, I really wanted to be a news anchor. Um Except in Kansas, because of Kansas City, it's always just sad and terrifying. Like our kids get terrified if they watch the local news in Kansas. But one of the things I learned was that market. That if you're from Kansas, the market for you in news is exponentially higher because our dialect is like that. So I think I'm probably right. Maturity, not maturity. Not maturity. Maturity. That was a long story just to tell you that I think it's maturity. So think about this. If you're chatting with a friend, maybe you like Christians, don't like Christians. Maybe you're frustrated by Christianity, frustrated by church, frustrated by what all that I mean, realm. You are unloading, right? Right. You're just, rah. <laughs> but let's just say you're like, you know what? What, what is a sign of maturity with someone says, I follow Jesus. Mm -hmm. I love Jesus. Mm -hmm. What is not just a sign of what you believe, but mm -hmm. the maturity behind mm -hmm. it, the, what's growing. And, like the and proof I, of it. Yeah, and I think I, what I'd like to start off with, like let's talk a little bit about what doesn't define maturity. Mm. Like what is it? And like, because some would say, well, let me see. Let me evaluate. If I'm, am I maturing as a Christian? Well, I, I go to church or I volunteer. Mm -hmm. Which both great things. Or I, and I give, mm -hmm. or I, I sing even though I don't want to sing. Not at zero, right? Mm -hmm. So I think if you if you begin just let's just all be open and honest about what what is a mature Christian. What I think a lot of times we go after, like yeah, what are the exact things that you're doing? Mm -hmm. Where that's not necessarily how we talk about maturing just as a person. Mm -hmm. Maturing as a person, oftentimes you, if someone. You might say, well, that's something very mature you just said. Mm -hmm. Or that decision in that difficult moment was really good, very mature of you. Mm -hmm. But we don't seem to transfer that over to walking with God and saying, I've got a mature walk with God. We got to go into the very specifics of, well, I'm mature because I check this, check this, check this. Yeah. And it's not as yeah. much heart as it is maturity in other ways. It And it, it, it signifies, I think, depth and relationship. That's what... Being, being a follower of Jesus requires depth and connection. Yeah. And, and those three things can be a vehicle to get to that, but those alone do not demonstrate it. So, so I was taught, uh, and, and I don't know that this is like the perfect encompassing of everything, but I was taught if you want to be mature, if you want to know that your relationship with God isn't just like you're using him, mm -hmm or that you're just being religious. Mm -hmm. If you're like, how do I know that I'm maturing? What are ways to grow this, this relationship with my creator? And I was given three things that I've always thought were good. They were just really, really good. It's good, you one, should share them. I'm gonna share. So one is, do you have, and are you working on spiritual intimacy? Mm -hmm. 
And that is a heart question or a heart conversation. Mm -hmm. If you want to know if you're maturing, what's going on with your heart? Are, are you learning to be with God? Mm -hmm. Just like really any other relationship, mm -hmm. if there's going to be intimacy, you spend time together. Mm -hmm. You you are learning each other's hearts, mm -hmm. right? That's intimacy. Mm -hmm. uh, and there's emotional intimacy and all uh, where I could, you and I can be in the same room. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean that we're having emotional intimacy. Mm -hmm. You could be on your phone, I could be on mine. So being in the same room should not be how you and I define our level of intimacy. Mm -hmm. Just like being in the room of a church should not define your intimacy. It's mm -hmm. deeper than that. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm I think being in the room together is necessary to mm -hmm. develop it. Mm -hmm. But sometimes we check the box too early is what I'm saying. I was in the room. Okay, good. So you showed up, mm -hmm. but did you participate? And so spiritual intimacy, it's learning to hear his voice. Mm. Are you trying to, are you working at, is there an effort being made to hear the voice of God? to know his heart. So that's one, spiritual intimacy. It's one of three to know areas where you can mature in. We all can, I can. we all can mature in this. A second one is biblical knowledge. That's the second one, spiritual intimacy, then biblical knowledge. This is dealing with your mind, mm. um, reading and studying the Bible. This is not like learning to necessarily, this isn't just learning to be with God, this is learning about God. And a part of growing and maturing this relationship with God, it's just like we do in a normal relationship. Hey, what's your favorite color? What do you like to do for fun? What countries have you visited? You know, we just learn all these little details about each other. Do the same for God. And his word that we have is so powerful, so significant, that we often read it based on, do I understand this? Do I get this? Mm -hmm. Does that totally make sense? rather than, you know what, I just want to learn about God, so I'm going to read. I'm going to keep reading. Mm -hmm. I'm going to reread. But uh, so spiritual intimacy, biblical knowledge, which our world right now is really struggling with it. I think a lot of people, no matter what they believe about God, are cool with the spiritual intimacy, but then we get the biblical knowledge and biblical mm -hmm. knowledge to learn about him. Mm -hmm. And this is not your version of him. This is his version of him. And I think, too, I, I think one of the one of the greatest uh opportunities we have for biblical knowledge is uh, to connect with others and and grow together with him, even even gain perspective from what other people see in reading the word, commentaries, that type of stuff. Um, but often one of the greatest hurdles to that is because we have been so inconsistent maybe with it sure. that we actually don't, we're, we've assumed a lot of things about God or about the Bible based on stories that we've heard or faith from years ago, not necessarily because of active, an active posture of learning. And so even I think a lot of times when I visit with people and I say, I'd really love you to connect in a group or come to my group or whatever, yeah. they, they, it's like saying that you've been lifting and then you go to the gym with somebody and they're like, Hey, you've been lifting, show us how much. And you're like, I haven't been lifting. <laughs> I can't, uh -oh. I can't, is it deadlift? I don't even know the words because yeah. I don't lift, but like, you know, you say you could do 250, but you couldn't even do a hundred because you've not actually been mm. working those muscles. It's the same where I think there's a lot of insecurity and maybe you have been reading and studying and trying to 
do all of that and you feel like it's just not sinking in. So out of even shame or embarrassment, we we don't, which leaves us where we're at. Yeah. And and I would say for people, biblical knowledge, I think we buy the lie that, well, I've, I already know it because I grew up in it or whatever. It's living and active. Or I don't know it, so I'll never be able to understand yeah. it. Yeah. And I, I, when I, anytime we talk about this, I, I think one of the biggest hurdles and the lies that people buy is that. And so they just stay, it paralyzes them. Yeah. Good point. Spiritual intimacy, biblical knowledge, and the third one, holy obedience. Mm. So spiritual intimacy, biblical knowledge, mm. holy obedience. This isn't about heart or mind. This is about your will. Will I? Or won't I? Mm -hmm. This really uh, gets into it. This is applying mm -hmm. what you know because of who you know. Mm -hmm. So this is almost a combination now of spiritual intimacy, biblical knowledge, but holy obedience. This, I, I've got the information, I've gotten pretty close, but now there's time, this is my next step kind Putting of thinking. Putting feet under it. Applying what you know. It's this daily act of surrender. Mm -hmm. What what scripture would say, or even Jesus specifically would say, pick up your cross and follow me. This life of sacrifice. Mm -hmm. Deny yourself. Mm -hmm. This holy obedience. Not obedience to earn God's favor. and Like, God, I want you to like me, so I'm going to do this. This is just straight up, I want to be like God. Mm -hmm. I want to be Christ-like. Mm -hmm. So holy obedience, spiritual intimacy, biblical knowledge, holy obedience. Those three, spiritual intimacy, biblical knowledge, holy obedience. What's your most difficult one? I, I would actually say, oh gosh. Um, or what do you find naturally easy for you? I... I that's probably the easier answer because I've been working really hard. I would say for a long time, spiritual intimacy um, was the hardest because I, and we've talked about this a lot, that I was so busy doing for God that I wasn't just being with God. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> and and um, I replaced time with him for time on behalf of him, essentially. Mm, yeah. um, and so I, I, he has just done a, a good work in me, but I would say the easiest one for me, I love... I think on the flip side of not taking enough time to really study the word and being afraid of, you know, what you know or what you don't know or whatever. Um, sometimes we know so much, but we're not, we're circling. Like we have too much information and not enough application. Mm -hmm. And as a teacher, I, that's I think one of the greatest gifts to ourselves and to the world is knowing God's word and then going and doing what he says. So the holy obedience part of it is, is my favorite, not just for me personally, but it is like the activation of the other two um, where I'm like, is it real? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's the spirit. It's, it's the, I think so much depth comes in the application of the knowledge. Um, and it's a gift to the world because you're get, you're going and doing what it says. You're taking it and owning it and, and living it. And so they're all, they're all crucial. Um, but but my favorite is, and not just for me to get to go walk out, but to watch other people and be part of other people walking out the spiritual intimacy, the spiritual intimacy and the biblical knowledge, as they go live in obedience, and bring it to other people. Yeah, it's my favorite. I, th I think they're great. Uh, again, not for the sense of being legalistic about it, but it, if you want to follow Jesus and be fully committed to Him, it really does. Or any relationship, it. it 
it requires a bit of an evaluation. What, what what's your hardest or easiest? My my hardest would be holy obedience. Mm. Always has been. Um, I I was raised in a, with a major emphasis on intimacy with God. Mm-hmm. Um, so much so I was we we were always a part of church and and so I was I was with people and. Mm-hmm. We were we were learning to spend time with God. There was a, a, so many sermons and leaders and mentors and coaches and hey, make sure you're spending time with the Lord. And so we just knew that was a value that was uh, and biblical knowledge. I went to Christian schools and 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 that was normal. My dad, my grandpa, pastors, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> so those were natural, and I just always knew that was that was important. But the holy obedience was difficult because I used to feel like I could skip out on that. Mm. Whether it be like, um, just I would avoid it, I, mm-hmm. I or I would I would hide stuff, or I would usurp it and say, "He will, he'll forgive me." So the obedience always felt like that was um, extra credit mm. rather than maturity. Mm-hmm. And what I've learned since then is. I really think obedience is is absolutely pivotal <laughs> and has been so shaping at least to me. Mm-hmm. Like my my obedience when when I've done what God's asked me to do whether I liked it or not has been equally as shaping as those private times with God where I just felt like he ministered to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so holy obedience would be my difficult one. Um just because I think holy obedience really just in the moment often disrupts something, mm-hmm. whether it be your comfort level, uh, a relationship. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I remember when, when we moved away from family, mm-hmm. you know, there's just stuff like that. That So holy obedience. And I think a lot of times when we think about spiritual maturity, what I'm finding is, is we leave one of these out. Mm. I don't think I'm the only one that... Yep. Some people right now might listening, okay, spiritual intimacy, your heart learning to be with God and biblical knowledge, your mind reading and studying mm-hmm. the Bible and holy obedience, applying what you know. Most of us might say I'm strong there at one mm-hmm. and I'm not strong at the other. So here's what I was taught. I thought this would be worth going through a little bit. Mm-hmm. What if you do remove one of these three? Mm-hmm. What happens? Mm-hmm. And things happen. So I'm going to go through this. I'm going to read some of this and then we can... You, you interrupt me and we can process this. Spiritual intimacy without biblical knowledge and holy obedience. Just one, just spiritual intimacy. For those who said, that's me, I got that one, mm-hmm. can lead to emotionalism. Mm-hmm. Spiritual intimacy without the biblical knowledge, without the obedience, where it's kind of an emotional experience. Mm-hmm. It's, it's all about how you're feeling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to go hang out with God because it just makes me feel good mm-hmm. or I'm not going to hang out with God because I'm not in the mood. That's where a lot of, I think, uh, personal opinions get in because we, instead of leveraging the Holy Spirit, listening to the Holy Spirit, we go, that didn't feel, that didn't make me feel like, like I don't like that song because yeah. it didn't make me feel something yeah. or, or we're anchored to the emotions or the highs of, of faith. And so everything else is just the worst instead of holding our hands open for new and like awesome things. Exactly. Yeah. So spiritual intimacy uh, without uh, biblical knowledge and holy obedience by itself can 
create a pursuit of feeling to where you don't realize it. Mm -hmm. But as I've talked to the church, it's a spiritual high that you mm -hmm. just start to try to get. Mm -hmm. If it's just about spiritual intimacy, if you're like, I'm not very good at knowing the Bible, so I don't really read the Bible much, and mm -hmm. and 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 I'll do what he wants me to do, but he doesn't. I'm not not nothing crazy. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to be with God. It's going to lead you to to treating God as though he is this bump in adrenaline, and that's mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. And that's dangerous. That's not mature. What we're saying is, then God doesn't love me anymore. No, it's just not a mature way to go about a relationship. Mm -hmm. So then, let's keep doing this kind of game. What about biblical knowledge without spiritual intimacy or holy mm -hmm. obedience mm -hmm. to where you know the Bible backwards mm -hmm. and forwards? It's what creates intellectualism mm -hmm. to where your relationship with God is entirely just in your mind, mm -hmm. where you think about him, you tell others about him all on an intellectual level mm -hmm. where it's information. Let me give you information. Mm -hmm receive the information, accept the information, almost a uh, scientific approach. This, this I think is in the category of when people like nothing ever feeds them enough. They like, it's never, so hearing from anybody else is never enough. And, and, yeah. um, cause it's just not, it's not as, uh, intellectual. It's not as up here. There's, you know, and again, because there's no application. So you're, you're, you're always craving, to be challenged intellectually with something that you already know you're not just, yeah. you're just not applying it. This may seem weird as an analogy, but I think I was told one time, or maybe I put it together, but like my style of preaching is more like beer preaching <laughs> rather than fine wine preaching. <laughs> and I'm like, I got to process that one. Yeah. And what I think this person was saying is fine wine is like, Ooh, I've never tasted that before. Mm -hmm. I've never I've never tasted that hint of whatever, mm -hmm. you know, where beer is a bit more of the everyday mm -hmm. beverage of choice for a lot of at least Americans and that kind of, like it was more like mm -hmm. grassroots kind of mm -hmm. a thing. And that's what I think they were saying. But I think sometimes we get in the danger of, uh, tell me in a way I've never heard before. Mm -hmm. Tell me about Jesus in a way I've never thought about. And just sit and learn and learn and learn and not go bring it to people and walk it out. And it's very mm -hmm. intellectually stimulating when you hear mm -hmm. a new idea mm -hmm. or a new thought. Or the same thought in a different way. Yeah. And yeah. so it's not saying it's bad, but by itself, mm -hmm. it leads you to think that information is more important than transformation. Mm -hmm. It leads you to think that life is about, walking with God is about just getting information mm -hmm. and that's dangerous. And mm -hmm. it's not a mature relationship. Mm -hmm. The third one, so as, as we've been, as you thought about your, one you do really well and, and what I do really well, holy obedience, which is when I said, I, I feel like that's a tough one. Mm -hmm. Holy obedience without spiritual intimacy and biblical knowledge mm -hmm. is legalism mm -hmm. to where it's just, I'm going to do all the things for God mm -hmm. without really knowing what's the Bible actually say mm -hmm. and without really spending a whole lot of time with him, mm -hmm. I'm just going to be a good soldier. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be a good mm -hmm. soldier for God. And it leads to, it's 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 like a, a behavior modification system. Is to what check is. in the boxes, yeah, yeah. for sure. It's holy obedience. So I'm not going to uh, drink, smoke, or chew, or date girls that do, right? <laughs> That's the thing. Is that a thing? That's an Indiana saying. I don't oh. know. It's an Indiana saying. <laughs> That's amazing. 
embarrassing. Don't drink, smoke, I, and chew, or date your girls that do. Um, I, I, I do think the church that I grew up in. I, I've come to understand it differently, but I think, and I think it might have been just a season or a decade or two in the life of the American church was that this is how it looks and what it. So I will go serve at this, and I will say <laughs> these things, and I will probably do those things, but not let you know I'm doing them. It was whitewashed tombs. It was, um, and and all three of these things, I think there will be seasons where we feel like one just is easy. It, it comes easily and it's really rewarding and fulfilling and exciting. But the three of them together, as you ebb and flow, so are powerful. building this story mm-hmm. that that pursuit never ends until we see him face to face. And that's what I think for me, like the the pressure valve releases a little bit when I know, Lord, one, you're helping, you're helping me, you're helping us in in these things because that maturity is what I'm craving and I'm praying for, and you're with me in it. And I think we can't forget that too as we're walking through it. That there will be seasons where some are easier than others. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. Oh but, yeah. But the joy is that the three of them together and our consistency in them builds this story that that can glorify the Lord and can build the kingdom and can help us know him more and understand who we are more. Um, I can't get over what you just said about <laughs> the Indiana saying. Oh. My brain just went back to that. Well, and, and it's not that I wasn't, my, my parents are, are not legalistic. I wasn't raised legalistic. I, mm-hmm. but, but oftentimes when you grow up, as you should with kids, there's rules, mm-hmm. right? And, and you teach don't do this, mm-hmm. do that, but mm-hmm. it's more about don't do this. And, mm-hmm. and But sometimes it accidentally creates, uh, oh, that's how God works. It's mm-hmm. all about, for sure. just, I just got to obey. And if I obey, then all the things happen that God wants. So that's why I love, I've always, I've, I've enjoyed this way of, this is why I think this is a wonderful thing that if you're a Christian and you have time with other Christians, mm-hmm. these are questions you should ask each other. Mm-hmm. Like how... How's your spiritual intimacy? Like, how's your heart and God? Mm-hmm. Like, are you how are, are you are you spending time just with them? Yes. And then the biblical knowledge, like, how are you learning what the Bible says? And then also holy obedience. What's God's next step that He's got you going on? For sure. Because see, that's why I say the holy obedience. I grew up. I knew how to do all the the things that didn't get me in trouble. Mm-hmm. But holy obedience is bigger than that. For sure. To where what's God yeah. prompted you to do, mm-hmm. and are you willing to do that? Mm-hmm. In the big things and the small, like moving across the country, but also talking to that person or reconciling with somebody or um, speaking up for somebody, uh, the, those things. I yeah, I, I think you're so right. It's again the stage of life that I think particularly our our oldest is in, mm-hmm. learning the power of of all three of these working, mm-hmm. like where there's this. Uh, flow going on where he wants to do what the Lord wants him to do, but he wants to hear what the Lord wants him to do. Mm-hmm. Learning that it's not just one step, one download, and you've got everything for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. There's a relationship there. For sure. And it's like spend time with him. Read your Bible. Be there and be willing to do whatever he says. And mm-hmm. it what it does is it creates a very mature mm-hmm. follower of Jesus Christ, which scripture says over and over. If you read in the Bible, oftentimes it, it says like be perfect and you're like well I'm I'm out on that <laughs> better translations talk about it's more of a maturity that mm-hmm. that scripture's speaking toward mm-hmm. that look at not making your relationship with God absolutely perfect where you you're doing everything 
like with without error it's are you maturing is it growing is it developing getting stronger it's and the these, pursuit i just think these are these are a great tool to so if you think going to church makes you a christian i would say study a little bit more on that one but also can you be a christian and not worship with god's people hmm. so you see you see the tension there mm-hmm. and that's why i think these questions begin to say you know what what's going on with my heart what's going on with my mind and am i willing to do whatever god wants me to do mm-hmm. hopefully this helps those of you who at least can maybe start sharing this with a friend and process where's your relationship with god right now mm-hmm. where would you like it to be and maybe these will be tools to help you in mm-hmm. thanks for listening we love you guys so much Bye, friends.